0: Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Becky Cannon, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Last week, I was impacted by the devastating floods in northern New South Wales. I was on my way back from a short trip in Sydney and almost home when the highway I was on closed unexpectedly due to flooding across it. I got stuck there for the night along with hundreds of other unlucky motorists but we did manage to take shelter in a tunnel on the M1 at least. Life was pretty simple in the tunnel while we were there, despite the situation overall looking and feeling a lot like an episode from The Walking Dead. All there was to do in the tunnel was meet the strangers who were there with us and ponder about the rising water and how and when we were going to get out of our predicament because no one, like the police or the SES, seemed to be coming to tell us. What wasn't simple was my anxiety over the work I was meant to be doing on this day. It was a Monday and my Mondays are always really full on as I'm the finance manager for an e business and the work I was meant to be doing on this day was not going ahead without me. I felt sick at the payroll and accounts payable duties I was not able to do whilst I was in the tunnel. And I was having really complicated feelings about my duty to work versus my right to be in an emergency that allows me not to work. My work situation got much worse though later in the week when having evacuated from the tunnel, the internet and phone services in my town went down for five days. It was near impossible to work in these circumstances, yet also impossible not to constantly worry about the work that I wasn't doing. I wasn't sure if my taking an unplanned week off was blowing up my business somehow. And this anxiety meant that I wasn't able to go and help in the flood cleanup efforts in the capacity I wanted to, or spend time with my boys when school was cancelled for the week, because I spent so much time driving around trying to find service and worrying about my predicament. It got me thinking about some of the inherent problems in the way my business is set up. And these problems, but I'm going to call them lessons, are unlikely unique to me. So I hope by sharing them here on this podcast, that you might take some learnings into your own business as part of a business continuity plan. So let's have a look at seven lessons that I learned last week from the flood disaster situation. Number one is I need to mitigate key person risk in my business. Due to the private nature of the work that we do as bookkeepers, no one in my team has direct access to client passwords and often I'm the only one in my team that has access to banking for clients. Whilst I've considered this a strong safeguard for protection of client data in my business previously, I now see it as a weakness. For when you're literally or metaphorically stuck in a tunnel and unable to work, and when your internet goes down for five days, there is no one in the team who could do the work for me. I will now be giving a senior member of my team safe access to systems and passwords for future, should this happen again, so that I'm not the only person in the business who can get the job done – I don't want clients to experience a blip in service when I am not personally available. And perhaps this is the case in your business too. Do you have key person risk around certain data, tasks, or processes? And can you still serve your clients in a way they are accustomed to if you're unexpectedly away from your business for a period? Just something to think about. Number two lesson is that physical backup is just as or almost as important as the cloud. If you know me at all, you will know that I love the cloud. It's the cloud that has allowed me to start and succeed in running a virtual bookkeeping business all over Australia. Having my systems and work papers safely stored in the cloud has saved me three times now when my Apple laptop has gone off to be fixed for weeks on end. First time I spilled a turmeric latte on my keyboard, oh my God, Um, but the other two times I got the black screen of death when the motherboard decided it was time to die. And as frustrating as these situations were, I was still super grateful and a little bit smug that I was able to get back up and running fairly quickly on an old Apple Mac laptop I had at home, thanks to all my work life being on the cloud. What I never experienced before was when the cloud went down for five days, I had no ready access to work papers. I also didn't have access to my podcast notes, my workflow templates, my planned social media content, or my team's KPIs. It made a tough week even tougher, as the only offline work I was able to go on with was stuff that I was starting from scratch. In future, I will be doing regular offline backups of work to shore up my backup system generally, but also to ensure I can be productive out of the cloud should the need arise again. I encourage you to give thought about whether this might also be the case in your business. Do you have a need for cloud and/or physical data backup, and are you comfortable that if your laptop broke down or you lost the internet for a period, that you wouldn't lose data? Lesson number three is having different telecommunication service providers is a good idea. It had never occurred to me that Telstra would fail me. I thought they were the biggest provider in Australia with the best coverage, but they did fail me big time. In fact, they failed a whole region for five days. Our phones were on SOS and there was no internet connection during this time. It was a nightmare and made running a business, be that virtual or shopfront, almost impossible. But through the local grapevine, we all started to get word that people with Optus and Vodafone plans were getting some connectivity success. Once our hope ran dry a couple of days in that Telstra would not be restoring connection in a timely fashion, there was a run on Optus and Vodafone prepaid SIMs as Telstra customers tried to get back online. Optus ran out of SIMS and I managed to score two of the last four SIMS at Vodafone for my family, not just me. I wasn't hoarding. (laughs) There were several people that needed them in my home. I'm now so relieved to have a Vodafone backup if and when I need it again. Having all my internet and phone eggs in one basket, both professionally and also personally, no longer makes sense to me. And I propose that this might be the case for you too. Lesson number four is to batch work where you can. For the second week running, I'm chasing my tail when it comes to podcast preparation. I'm a diligent worker by nature, but catastrophic flooding has not helped my productivity lately. Client work will always take priority over working my own business, especially when I'm behind in the way that I currently am thanks to a week off work. But batching work helps to avoid these situations And it's also a well-known productivity hack that enables you to focus your creative energy to create content for the future when you're in the zone of doing so, rather than jumping from task to task during a day. Thanks to the help of my amazing VA, I always have a month's worth of Instagram content ready to go. My goal is to get this far ahead with podcasting too. I wish I'd been in this situation last week when the flood was unfolding. I highly recommend batching content and work generally where possible so you stay ahead of the game in productive times and can relax when life and busy schedules throw you curveballs. Lesson number five is that it feels good to be insured. When stuff hits the fan, be it in the form of a flood or a fire or a cyber attack or a client perhaps claiming that you were negligent, It goes without saying that you're going to want to be insured. I won't go into it too much as I'm not allowed to give any sort of financial advice, but I just want to say that it gave me a lot of peace last week knowing that my house, my business and my motor vehicle insurance was all sound and in place. Lesson number six is that you should develop and formalize your business continuity plan by typing it up. And sharing it with the people that are impacted by it. Nothing gives more comfort in a stressful situation than knowing you know exactly what to do next. I worked everything out on the fly last week, but gee, it would have been nice to have a reference point for myself and for my team about what needed to happen when I was unexpectedly missing in action for the whole week. And the lessons I've been describing so far are essentially elements of what's known as a business continuity plan, a plan for how a business will continue to operate in an emergency situation or disruption. I won't go into detail about my own business continuity plan thoughts that I will be writing this week and next, but I encourage you to think about what might be relevant for your own business. Ask yourself, do you have a second person in charge? Do you have a third person in charge if the second person's unavailable? Do you have a VA that needs to jump in and put an out-of-office on for you if you're not able to? Or perhaps you're a sole trader and might need to consider whether a partner or friend could help direct your business if the situation required someone to step in. Does your insurance cover your business for all the things that could occur? And if not, are you okay with that risk? Do you have an email list of all of your clients and key stakeholders that someone in your team can contact and update on the situation at hand? Do you have automations that need to be turned off when certain events happen? Do you have loom videos of key processes that you and your team or clients could follow if you were unable to do your job for a while? I found a good free business continuity plan template on the business.gov.au website whilst all sections aren't 100% relevant for my business, I found it really thought-provoking and to be a thorough template that I would recommend you having a look at too if you don't have other resources at your disposal. Whilst all sections aren't 100% relevant for my business, I found it really thought-provoking and to be a thorough template that I would recommend you having a look at too if you don't have other resources at your disposal. I'll put a link to what I found in the show notes. Lesson number seven, and lastly, know when to let go. Now, this is a bit of a note to sell for next time in that sometimes when life throws you a curveball and you're faced with something you can't control, you might be best placed to let your business as usual situation go and do what the situation at hand requires. For me last week, that would have been swiftly joining the mud army, knowing that my team outside of the region I live in was taking care of my straight up bookkeeping business. And next time, if this situation happens again, because I'm going to have an amazing business continuity plan that's known across the team, I will surely be able to do this. Well, there you have it. Some seven business lessons from me having experienced life in a flood zone. As always, I hope that provides you with some food for thought because being prepared for the unexpected and feeling at ease when it transpires is a better state to be in than being unprepared and panicky like I was last week. Take care, stay safe, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is StraightUp_Bookkeeping. underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, bookkeeping at real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.